In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. People at Jesus' time always said about him, he teaches as one who has authority, not like the scribes and the Pharisees, which makes us wonder how did the scribes and Pharisees teach. And we kind of know what it was. They used a, a system of um, argumentative dialectic that was known as pill-pull. And what it really amounted to was kind of theological hair-splitting and answering a question with a question. And in today's gospel, we have a rare glimpse of Jesus doing that kind of teaching. He's using the same tactic they're using. He's meeting them on their ground, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, and he's, he's engaging them on their turf. A rare glimpse of that at first. But the background of this gospel lesson is that Jesus has just finished cleansing the temple. And by that I don't mean he took a rag with Lysol and went over the hard surfaces like we do for the coronavirus. I mean that he cleansed the temple of all of the big business and crooked business that was in there. The temple courtyard itself was an enclosed space of about six football fields big. And it was jammed with merchants in there who were selling relics and baubles and animals for sacrifice and money exchange and so forth. Now, some of this makes sense because people who came from out of town and they wanted to do a sac yearly sacrifice at the temple, they didn't want to drag a sheep along with them from out of town. They just wanted to buy one when they got there. Okay, that's fine as far as it goes. The problem was that the people who were selling these were charging two prices for them. They were gouging people on them. And as far as giving money to the temple treasury, people, if people wanted to do that, they had to take their Roman money, which they were required to use for regular business, they had to take that Roman money and exchange it for Jewish money because the Roman money had the picture of Caesar and it called him a god, a divine emperor. That was blasphemy, and they weren't going to do that. So they got a terrible rate of exchange on the money. It was like, you know, 50 or 70 cents on the dollar. So they were getting ripped off for all of these things. Jesus saw this, and it made him so mad that he got a whip of cords, and he drove all of the sellers and the money changers out of the temple. It had to be quite a scene. Their tables flipped up, money flying everywhere, birds and doves taken off, sheep scattered, people running, confusion. It had to be really something. And at the end of it, he said, my father's house should be a house of prayer, and you've made it a den of thieves. So it's right after this cleansing of the temple that the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, come to Jesus and they say, by whose authority do you do these things? And Jesus, taking on their own tactics, said, well, I'll answer you that question if you answer me a question. Was John's baptism of divine origin, or was it of human origin? And they got together and they talked it over and they said, well, if we say it was of divine origin, then Jesus is going to say, well, then why didn't you listen to him? If we say it was of human origin, the people will lynch us because they know John was a real genuine prophet. So they came back and said, well, we don't know. And Jesus said, well, then neither am I going to tell you by whose authority I do these things. Makes Jesus look a little bit like a smart aleck in some ways, but he was just using their tactics with them. And right after that, then he goes back to his usual teaching of using 
parables and stories. And he told this parable. He said, what do you think? There was a man who told his one son, he had two sons, he told the first one, go work in the vineyard. And this son said, I don't think so. I'm not doing that. And then later on, he had a change of heart, and he did go and work in the vineyard. And then he told the second son, go work in the vineyard. And he said, oh, you betcha, Dad, I'll be right out there. And then he sat on his duff and did nothing. Which of these two sons did the will of the father? And the answer I think that we would give is, well, it would be the first son, because he did have a change of heart, and he worked in the vineyard. Probably at Jesus' time, they would have said, neither one. The first one shamed his father by refusing a request. The second one shamed his father by doing nothing. But at least the first son did have a change of heart. And at the end of this story, Jesus said to the Pharisees and the religious leaders, and that's why the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the sinners are going to heaven before you. And we wondered why they want to kill him. Jesus is saying that their presumption as religious leaders, that their status and their religiosity is, you know, putting them up there on the pedestal with God is wrong. He's saying that oftentimes it's the outsiders that seem to get it more than the insiders. The people who are outside of the church or the faith at this point seem to be more aware of what needs to be done in God's kingdom, in the vineyard, than the people who are the insiders. The people who are the outsiders seem to be able to see that they can roll up their pant legs and wade into the swirling mess that is this world before the, before the other ones. And meanwhile, those who are the insiders, and um, let me see, who would that be? Well, that would be us seem like we just want to stand in the middle of the vineyard and have a wine tasting party. In this story, usually with Jesus' parables, we, we kind of identify with one person or one group or another. And we can identify with the first son to say, the urging of God came to me and I went, nah, I don't, I don't really want to do that. And we can identify with the second son where we talk big and then do nothing. But who we should be identifying with is the Pharisees. Think about this. I'll, ask, I'll make a statement. You fill in the blank. I am okay with God because I'm all right in my relationship to God because if you answered that question because I try to do what's right, you are a Pharisee. If you answered that question because I've got good doctrine and good knowledge about my faith, you are a Pharisee. If you answered that question because I've never done anything egregiously bad or committed crimes, then you are a Pharisee. None of us really have any right to say, you know, we, we are in favor with God because of things we've done. All of us bring nothing to the table except our sinfulness whether we are the people who uh, refused initially or the people who talked big and did nothing, whether we are the people who are the Pharisees, however you look at it, we're not really deserving of anything. And so in this story, Jesus is saying, it's God's grace 
and God's love that we have. And people need to work in the vineyard as an expression of their gratitude for having that grace. What's the work in the vineyard? Well, it's this. To feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to care for the sick, to take care of the widow and the orphan, and to be there for, uh, to comfort the dying. That's the work in the vineyard. And our gratitude should be to, to go out there and do that, to emulate that, and to do that for other people. And so that's, that's the work in the vineyard, and that's who we are. But the, probably the best part of the story is that at least at the end of the story, these two sons are still called sons. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.